Hi everyone, uh, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Digital Mindfulness, with Chloe Garros, Aza, and Madhul. So as Madhul has outlined, we're going to be talking about digital tools. Our topic as a whole is mindfulness and mindfulness is really everywhere. The industry right now is valued at over $4 billion. Google even has its own monk who encourages employees to search inside themselves. One could potentially see an irony here. The people most responsible for dragging our attention are themselves interested in techniques that are supposed to help us reclaim it from them. This episode will explore the paradox between using digital tools and finding calm in an increasingly distressing virtual world. So often meditation is seen as something quite mystical and quite even threatening. And daunting. Important to note here is that these apps are measuring your engagement. Possibly sit there and quiet my mind, my mind's so busy. And so it was a really exciting challenge to think, how could we make it yeah, more accessible? How often are you opening the app? How many minutes are you meditating? What are you clicking on? How many days in a row are you using it? Absolutely possible, even in the midst of all the busyness of everyday life, if we have a tool to do it and meditation is and so the first way that we wanted to kind of explore this dichotomy of online and mindfulness was through apps and i have the serenity app uh, i downloaded this i thought it was overall a well-designed app it has a lot of different types of meditations such as uh, you can just start with foundations which is what I was doing they have different levels going from basic to expansion self-awareness etc uh, but they have lots of different categories from sleep stress relief uh, even kids health and fitness etc so I thought that the range of meditations was really great however what was disappointing was the fact that only a few of the foundation meditations were available to non-paying uh, users which uh, I find myself in so while I would have really liked to experience the sleep themed meditations I couldn't without paying um, and I find that uh, slightly ironic personally what about you, Garance, with uh, Petit Bambou? I didn't think there were that many um, programs offered. The only program that you can do is the beginner's program or uh, the introduction uh, program. It's the only free one, basically. And um, the rest uh, you will have to pay um, if you want to finish the other programs. Uh, and it is around 41 uh, euros and 66 cents per semester so around seven euros per month which i think is really not worth it for what they offer they have an interesting emergency meditation option though so whenever you you are finding yourself in a distressing uh, mental state uh, you can always uh, press that button and they will give you a one to two minute meditation um, but it will always be the same what, what uh, is very common to other apps uh, as well is that it's really presented in a performative manner. You have to do your, your meditation so as to uh, see uh, the progress on the inter interface, um, which I think is uh, more stressful than anything. 
uh, it's just like in giving you this like internal co competition and um, I, I don't think the point of meditation uh, should be should be this yes what about you Madhul which uh, which app did you try so I used the Sattva app uh, I specifically chose that app because it has a South Asian uh, you know it's uh, more specific to the South Asian region and which is something that uh, which is where I come from uh it so the things that i liked about the app were obviously the fact that it was very close to me because uh, for example they talked about uh the gods that i have say worshiped for like a long time and you know the meditations that were uh, more focused on them and you know uh, for example there were the nine holy days very recently and every day they would have a different meditation which uh was something that say for example like mm, the older members of my family would always try and teach us but we never did but now that we're turning back to mindfulness i guess it's good that i got to explore that part of it but except for that uh actually there are a lot of things that i did not like about the app uh for example um sometimes it could be too south asia focused uh, i'll explain that a little bit uh, for example there was a lot there was a lot of uh, sanskrit and complicated language which was being thrown around which does not make sense if you're trying to relax because then you have to look it up and be like i don't know what this means uh, and there were various collections like the chakras collection and the shiva collection and things like that which can be a little complicated if for a first timer i think uh, again uh, what just picking up from what Chloe said, uh, there were only five uh, meditations, which were free, actually. Uh, most of them were led by Sh uh, Guru Shri Shri Ravi Shankar, who is a yogi and uh, is the CEO of uh, the Art of Living uh, Foundation, which is a worldwide organization. But the app in itself was very clunky. It wasn't very easy to use, but not very easy to track. They tried to design it like a social media um platform where you can send messages see what your friends are doing things like that but i think uh, at least for me one major part of meditation is learning how to be alone and i don't think uh the app helps with that at all and i think in general the design of the app and just how complicated it can be is a little intimidating which is why i didn't uh like it that much so even though uh if you're a south asian and you're looking to go into specific uh you know uh meditation then yes i think you can check the app out but if you if that's not if you just want to relax i don't think this is the correct platform for it as what about you so for me i i i was using headspace actually it's um you can use it for free but again like um all of the other apps that we've seen you only get the introductory um options and because i was also in search for i was in a, a very stressful mindset i was in search for a something that could help me de-stress and control my worries on a day-to-day -day basis i thought at least for this why don't i take up the free week and then pay for one month just to see how it goes and it was um it's twelve ninety nine per month, or I think ninety four ninety five dollars a year, which is uh, it is a little much. <laughs> um, but um, I thought for at least one month it'd be nice to see and see if it helps at least. I actually really liked the experience because um, it's really easy to use, and there are so many characters, like fun, um, friendly faces that sort of guide you through the app, which 
it makes it less daunting and it makes it feel a little more interactive <clears throat> i also really like how you know there are so many different um ways to meditate in a sense on this app it gives you like actual meditation it gives you sleep stuff to help you sleep like storytelling or soundscapes which i think is really nice it gives you move like if you need to slow down take a breather and go through um some nice slow yoga stretch everything out you know control your breathing it gives you that option as well and it also gives you options for focus and there's like so much on the app you get playlists from Hans Zimmer and stuff like that and I think like it does have everything I need but and this week in particular has been very very stressful because uh we have so many assignments and I found out I was positive with COVID and that in itself was so stressful <clears throat> and I live alone so it was like I didn't necessarily have someone constantly that I could turn to if I was stressed out because you know my friends have other commitments my sister my sister's busy my parents are in a different time zone so I would sit down and I'd I'd take on one of the uh yoga apps you know when when it feels when I sort of like start to panic and then I'm like oh my gosh can I breathe and then I'll like no I can and I'll go through breathing exercises and slow stretches to remind myself that like you know I'm here and I'm okay um so it's been really helpful in that sense um I definitely don't think I've used it enough for me to want to pay the 12 euros again though um but yeah it was a really nice experience overall I really like the way that you've designed it. I like how um some apps you have to check in every day and then you sort of feel bad when you haven't checked in and then you feel like you've lost or like it feels like a competition for you with yourself. But this one's not like that. You just check in you uh, monthly and talk about how how stress has been on you monthly and I guess they tune um what they show you first for that um for for you for that uh for those results specifically which I think is really nice. And then it just means you can go at your own place. You can make it social, but you don't have to. And it's just like a nice, easy individual space, which I'm very grateful for. I think it's uh, really interesting because looking at the student survey we sent out to Sciences Po, Headspace is definitely the most recommended app. Uh, when we ask people what to recommend, some other examples are uh, Keep Yoga, Meditopia, uh, Petit Bambou comes up. But uh, overall, only 24.2% of the people uh, who responded to the survey actually use meditation apps. So that's quite interesting. And, you know, we're talking about like how apps are masters of the, ups, uh, of the upsell. Um, we asked the, the students uh, as well if they thought that paying for meditation apps was worth it. And actually 70% of them said no. And I think we're all on the same page. Um, I, I personally, I don't believe that if you want to find calm, you should be paying for it. Um, a nice alternative that I've also uh, recently tried is Inside Timer. So it's not, uh, well, it is also an app, but it's a website as well. Um, and in, uh, in that website, you have uh, a multitude, uh, thousands and thousands of uh, free meditation app, uh, free meditations proposed by uh, certified teachers. And I think this is a really, really good alternative um, that I've tried recently. Yeah, I would also uh, think like, while I didn't get so much out of this app, I personally really like a, um, it's a, it's a two, two mindfulness um, 
teachers, I guess, called The Honest Guys, which is perhaps not the most uh, trustworthy name, but <laughs> The Honest Guys just have videos on YouTube and on uh, Spotify, which are free. And their videos uh, have definitely been the most helpful for me in terms of meditation. So I think we do have this access to meditation without paying, which is uh, really cool. And I, I find it sometimes a bit hard to reconcile, obviously wanting to feel calm, but then knowing that there's an industry behind that profiting over the fact that we're stressed. Um, and uh, we saw that, for example, you know, Headspace, as wonderful as it is, you know, it has a value of uh, 250 million US dollars, which is really, uh, really huge. It's quite insane to yeah. me. So for me, I realized that um, in the period of stress, I also, I don't want to be on my phone to de-stress. It's just not like apps on something I go for. Instead, I've been meditating through reading religious scripts, you know, or like praying or <clears throat> most often, because it's easiest for me, is to just take my guitar and start playing. Like that is me meditating. That is me um, giving myself headspace, you know, actual mindful space to be, to breathe and think. Because when I, I, I don't feel idle because I'm doing something, but I allow myself to think and like to go through everything that's making me worry which doesn't need an app and like I think it's it's also just because if technology and being on technology is what's stressing me out it's really difficult to open it up just so I can be calm it feels counterintuitive yeah yeah um but in fact you know that just <laughs> I was just I just want to talk about this a little bit because you said it seems counterintuitive to open your phone to relax or you know use technology to relax especially because everything is over zoom now etc but i have to be very honest um sometimes even though you know there's that whole thing about how oh my god like people are spending so much time on instagram it's not good for your health mental health whatever but i think i've um i think i enjoy maybe like taking out five minutes of my day scrolling through instagram looking at what my friends are doing so i mean i know it seems counterintuitive but then at the same time you know i feel like because we are inside all the time it feels oh and i know it can be stressful as well but at the same time sometimes it feels good to see people who are outside and see things that's happening outside you know because it makes you feel more connected uh without really intruding in your private space if that makes sense i think for me i take on a completely different like way of thinking up uh, or like instinctively i just react differently because now that we're back in lockdown and i'm not seeing people my immediate reaction is to just not see people like i i am i'm no longer on my main instagram account i'm on my private maybe for a couple of minutes a day just to you know upload covers because it's made me calm or just to check in very briefly but then I I really dislike being on Instagram right now I also very much dislike being on messenger or like having to reply because it feels now it feels like such a chore because I know that the only way I'm going to interact with these people is through messenger because I'm not going to see them and they're not in my classes and I love them and I care for them but it just feels like it feels like such a burden to sometimes and I don't even know why that is which is why sometimes I put my phone away and I just don't know where it is 
and I, I don't want to find it and I don't want to get back to it but I do understand what you mean I think I've I've grown more to like <sighs> watching I like I'll put Netflix on for sure I'll just put something on in the background so there's noise and I can hear people even though I'm not connected to these people and even though I'm not necessarily like you know interacting with them but it's nice to just have the chatter in the background I don't know if that made sense no a hundred percent and that's uh, similar in, in line with what I was thinking when Madhu was talking I definitely enjoy Instagram as well but the there's one aspect which I find really incongruous with the idea of like meditation or calm and it, that's notifications and ads uh constantly getting pop-ups uh, that's the stressful element for me. If I could just, you know, go uh, on Instagram to go look at a couple artists' pages I like, that has a lot of uh, relaxing qualities for me. But then my phone can be constantly pinging or uh, I'll be scrolling through something and there'll be an ad. And that's also what I found uh, to be the issue with doing online meditations, especially on YouTube. It's getting an ad before you want to start a meditation or two ads or then suddenly between the middle of a meditation an ad pops up. And I don't know about you, but there's nothing relaxing about doing a meditation and then halfway through you start getting a perfume ad or something. In fact, it's completely jarring, takes you out of it. And I think that's one really um, important way as to how money, uh, the digital realm, etc. creates this really questionable place for relaxation. And along those lines, like jumping in that conversation to um, what I think is also very annoying with certain meditation apps is that they will, they will give you notifications to remind you that you need to meditate, which <laughs> is super counterproductive. And I really don't think that's the main point. It feels like another responsibility that you have and that you have to do rather than something that you're going to turn to at the end of the day. Because sometimes when I see notifications, it, just, it yeah, when you when it's like someone asking you for something and then it's like you get an email from a professor and then you get the news and then it's just not, not, not an, a good headline. And then you get something saying to meditate and take time out of your day to, you know, calm yourself. It's like, how can I? It just feels like another another thing to check off the list. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of... Um... I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but uh, especially uh, after COVID and etc., there's been a lot of pressure on everyone uh, to engage in self-care, which makes it really tough to care for yourself, you know, when, and especially because it's so defined because like, you know, if you, you know, self-care, that's why, that's why I said that I enjoy Instagram because it's so... Um, you know, when people say self-care, they mean usually mean like running a cold bath, I mean running a hot bath or, you know, cooking, whatever is, you know, your favorite dish. But then what if my form of self-care is to, you know, maybe cry, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's when like the meditation thing that you're talking about, it really doesn't work when if I if my meditation is scheduled for me. It can be tough, you know, because sometimes I want to meditate at other parts, uh, you know, during other parts of the day or I don't want to meditate at all because then it's just adding to my stress of my already very busy schedule. And it's very pressurizing to have to take out time from your day to care for yourself, you know. I think as well, there's just such an emphasis nowadays on kind of like these quick self-care hacks. Uh, well, they'll tell you, you know, like, oh, these are some things you can do for yourself, but it's things like lighting a candle and doing a face mask. And that's just such a, 
it's just not a real solution. And I think there needs to be an emphasis on kind of preventative self-care, where you're actually just looking after yourself on a day-to-day basis, because that actually, you know, is more helpful. So I think what my aim would be for, in terms of mindfulness and self-care would be for it to become a natural part of my day. But I don't think apps are necessarily quite the way for that. Yeah, actually going on consistency, I think the one thing that's been keeping me grounded and sane, despite everything, is making sure that like, because being locked at home and trying to stay on schedule with all of your classes is really difficult. Like I find it so difficult to stay focused, stay motivated. But I think having a schedule is just it for me like having a morning routine and a night routine just having habits that I know I can keep returning to is the only thing keeping me sane so in the morning I make sure I have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee I have my breakfast and then I have my vitamins and stuff and then I get started I was literally talking to Gerhans this morning about the fact that yes it's lockdown and it's only my two roommates who are seeing me every day but I, you know, I'll do my eyebrows and uh, put on some mascara just because it's part of like a morning routine and it just makes me feel like I'm doing that extra step for myself. Like literally no one's seeing any me, you know, this is for me only. Uh, but it's that feeling of, okay, I'm doing this extra thing for myself. Uh, it, it helps build up your day and it definitely think is part of a routine. Uh, it's the same thing with making sure I do like my full skincare routine in the evening. Even though like I don't maybe want to spend 10 minutes in the bathroom and I'm feeling tired one night, I know that there's this sort of important aspect of ritual almost, you know, the preparation for going to sleep. Um, maybe one day meditation will be part of that, but uh, so far not. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think that's also why like some meditation apps are like reminding us to meditate. They're crying, trying to create a routine for us. But I think at the end of the day, it's just about our decision and us making the choice of having that routine. Do you think that they're trying to remind us so as to build healthy patterns? Or do you think they're just trying to get us to click open the app and uh, increase their, uh, you know, usage and uh, exposure to ads or whatever? Actually, if you look at meditation as a historical, uh, you know, like, as a historic phenomena, you see that it was never related to not, you know, like there weren't so many guided meditations. It was only, it's, it was actually only when like, even when the television came around, it was only then that like, especially like in India, we used to have all these televised yoga programs. And, you know, there would be one man who's really just guiding these, all, of, all of us into yoga. Everyone would sit around the TV in the evening. It was really fun at that time. But then as time has progressed, I think, because uh see that that's the thing like because meditation or even you know related disciplines like yoga or relaxation were never something that was supposed to be related to technology the people who came up with these apps i think identified these markets and really cashed in on them and it was a really smart thing to do but eventually it's not um fulfilling the purpose that we think it is even for us because we might think that they're working But then, like we said, if it's pressuring you into having to take out so many, so many, you know, minutes of the day to meditate, then that's counterproductive to meditation as a practice, right? So, I mean, that's what I think. I want to say that, like, the intention, the initial intention was definitely, you know, to help us and to 
to be helpful and to guide people into living better lifestyles. But I'm sure at this point there's an element of uh, wanting to get more ad views and stuff and revenues from that. That definitely links to um, a Guardian article called The Mindfulness Conspiracy, which says that rather than discussing how attention is monetized and manipulated by corporations such as Google, Facebook, Twitter and Apple, they locate the crisis in our minds. Then they sell us solutions that make us contented, mindful capitalists. Um, and I think this summarizes some of my viewpoint and definitely what you were talking about, Madur. This sort of like capitalization, incredibly smart, but who's doing this? Is it people with the best intentions at heart? Um, or is this just another part of this sort of like attention economy? Uh, it's definitely a lot of questions worth asking yeah i think uh, the social dilemma uh mm. the, the netflix <laughs> the netflix uh documentary that was recently uh, uh released really just like shows that tension because i don't think like at the origins of it all was a bad intention yeah i just think that the system just created this whole situation and you know there are still some like like Insight Timer, it's still not, it's not a paying yeah. uh, website. And I do think that at the end, people are <laughs> generally trying to uh, make this world a little bit more mindful. It's just super complicated uh, to navigate yeah. like the virtual reality of it. Yeah, um, actually that's, that's an interesting point you brought up there because yesterday I was uh, in an exam and I did not have my phone for about uh, three hours, um, you know, and uh, it's so weird because I come, uh, I think I've told you guys this, but I come from a boarding school, so I didn't have my phone for uh, eight years and obviously before that I was a child, so I didn't basically, I didn't have a phone I didn't have a phone till I graduated from high school, which is like in grade 12. I didn't need one. And which means that I've only now had a phone for a year and a half. Like, you know, and I was just, and my passport, which is black in color, just like my phone, was kept next to me on the table. And I think at least four to five times during the test, I touched my passport thinking that it was my phone. And just to, you know... I was like, oh, oh, this is just something really funny I thought of. And I was like, oh, I guess this is my passport. And I felt so disgusting when I did that. Because I guess, like, I mean, imagine being so dependent on apps for everything. Which is maybe why I'm so averse in general to meditation apps. Because that is something I'm trying to keep out of uh, the digital part of my life right now. I feel and I totally agree with you Madhul I think I've definitely become more aware of my dependency on my phone so I think uh, cultivating mindful practices outside of it has become more important to me I actually went to the um, school psychologist about this like I can't just sit there and be with myself like I can't it's something that I'm definitely working on because I know this is a horrible habit but I find it really difficult to actually just sit there and be with myself. I think the I've only managed to do that for about five minutes last week where there was, I was feeling really homesick and I was listening to Indonesian songs. And I was just really like trying to picture myself being at home. And then I got really homesick and I was like, I can't do this. Let me just distract myself with something else. And I put on a show, which is just so problematic. And I don't like that I can't be at peace being alone. Just like thinking, it's so. why is it so frightening? Why can't I do it? But, uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, I think even when you're using meditation apps, you should know that uh, there's, 
that you're using an app as a means to an end which is something bigger than the app itself you know what i mean even when you're using a meditation app you should know that uh, the goal is to be able to do all these things by yourself and i think that is something that we are losing sight of also because these apps are designed in a way for us to keep coming back to them using them you know so i think that is something we should keep in mind i was just going to say like coming back to the um, what model said it's like that really uh, good word like gamifying the apps with the stats and the points and the rewards and the notifications is like you're not trying to appease the app you're just trying to be at a better place and we're all working towards that mm. yeah <laughs> so uh, it's all about defining our own relationship with our phones um, yeah. and our relationship with ourselves and relationship with mindfulness mm. so i think this has been very interesting and uh, definitely when you open your phone and you're looking for a piece of calm do think about how you're trying to achieve it what your end goal is and uh, who's creating the app you're using <laughs> thank you very much thank you bye bye thank you hi after this podcast we have decided to try to have a visualization meditation altogether this next visualization meditation takes place in a forest and it was inspired by the inner health studio visualization script so to start begin by finding a comfortable position sitting or lying down allow your body to begin to relax as you start to create a picture in your mind first close your eyes start by bringing awareness to your body breathing in and out notice where your body touches the floor or a chair be aware of where your body is in your space take as much time as you need to get a good feeling of where you are and what you feel at some point when you feel ready breathe in deep and long Pay attention to the air rushing into your lungs and the movement inside of your body. Now get ready to start imagining a forest. Imagine yourself walking on a path through this forest. The path is soft beneath your shoes, a mixture of soil, fallen leaves, pine needles and moss. As you walk, your body relaxes and your mind clears more and more with each step you take. Breathe in the fresh mountain air, filling your lungs completely. Now exhale. Breathe out all the air, feeling refreshed. Take another deep breath in and breathe out completely, letting your body relax even further. Continue to breathe slowly and deeply as you walk through the forest and continue to imagine your surroundings. The air is cool and refreshing. You can feel the breeze on your face. Sun filters through the trees, making a pattern on the ground before you. Take a moment to listen to the sounds of the forest. Birds are singing. A gentle breeze is blowing. 
The leaves on the trees are rustling. Your body relaxes more and more as you walk. Count your steps and breathe in unison with your strides. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three. Exhale. Two, three, four, five. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold, two, three, exhale, two, three, four, five. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, exhale, two, three, four, five. Continue to breathe like this slowly and deeply as you become more and more relaxed. As you walk through the forest visualization, feel your muscles relaxing and becoming heavier. As your arms swing in rhythm with your walking, they become loose, relaxed and limp. Feel your back. Feel the tension leaving your body as you admire the scenery around you. Your legs and lower body relax as well, feeling free and relaxed. The breeze continues to blow through the treetops. But you are sheltered on the path and the air around you is calm. Small saplings grow at the sides of this path. Around you is an immense array of greens. Some of the leaves on the trees are a delicate light green. Some leaves are deep, dark and true forest green. The forest floor is made up of thick, dark green moss. You notice white flowers swaying in the breeze. Tall trees grow on either side of the path. Picture the variety of trees around you. Some have smooth white bark. Others are darker with coarse, heavy bark, deeply grooved. Enjoy the colors of the bark on the trees. White, tan, brown, red, black, many combinations of color. You admire the rough brown bark of pine trees and enjoy the fresh pine scent. Take a moment to smell the forest around you. The air is fresh and filled with the scent of trees, soil and mountain streams. Continue the forest visualization. You can hear the sound of water faintly in the distance, the gentle burbling sound of a creek. As you continue to walk, you are gaining elevation and getting closer to the sound of a running stream. Continue to enjoy the forest around you. Enjoy this visualization. As you near the top of the mountain, you hear the stream very close now. The path curves up ahead. You can see sunlight streaming onto the path. As you round the corner, you hear the water and see a clearing in the trees ahead. A beautiful lookout point awaits. You are growing tired from your journey. Your body feels pleasantly tired and heavy. Up ahead is a large, smooth rock, like a chair waiting for you to rest. The rock is perfectly placed, high up on this beautiful vantage point. Sit or lie down on the rock if you wish. It is very comfortable. You feel very comfortable and at ease. 
The sun shines down on you and you feel warm. Looking around, you see mountains in the distance, faint and blue. The clearing around you is made up of rocks, soil, pine needles, moss and grass. The grass and mountain wildflowers around you blow gently in the breeze. A deer quietly emerges from the edge of the forest to graze in the clearing. Feel the sun warming your body as you relax on the rock. Enjoy the majestic landscape around you and feel your body relaxing even more. Your body becomes very warm and very heavy. Continue to breathe the clean, fresh air. You feel so relaxed, calm, at peace, in unity with nature around you. Enjoy the sights, sounds, and smells of the forest. Feel the sun warm on your skin. Feel the gentle breeze blow against your cheek. Listen to the birds singing. Hear the stream flowing. The leaves rustling in the breeze. Squirrels chattering. See the flowers, trees, valleys, and mountains around you. Lay back on this comfortable rock. When you look up, you can see the blue sky. Small white clouds float gently across it. Watch them drift slowly by. Enjoy this peaceful place. When you are ready to leave this peaceful place, slowly begin to reawaken your body. Know that you can return to this forest visualization in your, imagine, in your imagination whenever you like. As you reawaken, keep with you the feeling of calm, peace and relaxation. Take a moment and focus your attention onto the entire body. Wiggle your fingers and toes to wake up your muscles. Shrug your shoulders. Stretch if you want to. When you are ready, open your eyes and return to full wakefulness, feeling alert and refreshed. Thank you for joining us today, listening to this podcast and to this visualization meditation. We hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.